Hey, Vineyard family, welcome to Church Online. We're so glad that you've joined us today. My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors here at the Vineyard, and I'm really excited for today. We have a special guest, Chris Zickrick, with us to lead worship. This is Chris. Many of you may remember Chris. He was on staff here at the church just a few years ago. And Corey Page is going to be leading us in worship as well. We're going to hear from Bristow continuing our Sticky series. Um, as we begin rolling, I just want to remind you that we are going to receive communion together at the end of the message. So there's time for you to grab communion elements, whatever you've got on hand, grab those from your kitchen and prepare to receive at the Lord's table today as we, as we take communion together. Also, if you want to receive prayer at any point during our service, you can click the live prayer button. We would love to have a one-on-one -on -one chat. Somebody from our prayer team or staff will join you and pray with you. You can click that button at any time. If you're new to the Vineyard, we'd love to start a conversation. You can say hello at any time during the chat. Just introduce yourself there. And as we begin to worship today, I want to share from Psalm 47 with you. It says this, Come, everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. He subdues the nations before us, putting our enemies beneath our feet. He chose the promised land as our inheritance, the proud possession of Jacob's descendants, whom he loves. God has ascended with a mighty shout. The Lord has ascended with trumpets blaring. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King over the earth. Praise Him with a psalm. God reigns above the nations, sitting on His holy throne. Let the rulers of the world have gathered together with the people of God, the people of Abraham, for all the kings of the earth belong to God. He is highly honored everywhere. Let's worship together. Raise your voices. Yes, Lord. As we enter into worship, I just want um, for you guys to just make space to, uh, to fully enter in. Um, I think what Matt just shared is just perfect for what we're going to do uh, up front. We want to celebrate the goodness of God. It is easy to get dragged down in, uh, in current circumstances, but we want to celebrate this morning. So whether you're in front of the, uh, the TV with the kids or in the car, listening to this while you, uh, while you run the trails by your house, whatever it might be, would you uh, open your heart up? physically move your body to worship Jesus this morning. And I want to scream it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good. 
Welcome to church. My name is Bristow, and I'm one of the pastors here. And I've got my hot coffee this morning, and uh, I, I hope you do too. Um, we are in the middle of uh, a series about how to make faith, hope, and love sticky. How to make faith, hope, and love stick to our our souls. souls. Um, the scripture that this is based on is from 1 Corinthians 13. It says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these are love. Some translations say um, these things last forever, faith, hope, and love. It just means faith, love, uh, faith hope, and love can be counted on. It means that they, they can be depended upon. It means that faith, hope, and love can stand the test of time. Now, now contrast that reality with, with our COVID world, right? Where nothing can be depended upon, right? Like, like the school year. Can you believe it? The school year can't be counted on. And you know what? Next year's school year can't either. Like, what? Can how about, how about face-to-face um, social interaction? Face-to-face social interaction can't be counted on. Like, 
it's just it's just it's just crazy. And you know what? I think that um, all of us have experienced a, a kind of loss. And and what that looks like is that hope has kind of been chipped away. You know, it's like there's this degrading of of a hope, and and our and it's like our hope level is is really low, and um and so this morning we want to talk about hope. We want to look at hope and and ask some questions about hope. Um, specifically, we want to ask, um, is there is there something um, that we can do? Like, like a behavior we can implement to have hope stick to our souls. You know, is there a habit that that I can try to develop and uh, um, and and make hope stick to our our, our souls? So, um, you know what? Actually, I don't think that hope is the problem here. I don't think hope is the reason for the breakdown. Hope, hope is eternal. It's our souls. You know, our souls can't be depended on sometimes. That's the honest truth. And, and you know what? That, that has been my experience in this, in this COVID world. Um, when we first entered into this COVID shutdown, uh, and, and, and society was kind of slowing down, remember? And, um, and I thought, you know what? I want to take advantage of this time to kind of slow down myself. Because I, I just felt the need. I felt the need to get more centered than I was, right? I felt the need to, for my roots in God to go down deeper than, than they were. And, 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 and maybe it's kind of, kind of like a forced retreat, you know, from the world. And, and, and I was secretly kind of excited about it uh, until my son Owen got the virus. And then, and then he was in bed. And then my wife Jamie got the virus and, and she was in bed. And you remember that time when, you know, you had to be literally on your deathbed in the hospital to get tested. So we didn't, we did, kind of didn't know, you know, we were just trying to keep the house stocked with toilet paper. Remember that? <laughs> or masks. Um, but when, when my son Dylan got sick, he got really sick and he was in bed for, uh, for two weeks. And, and then, and, and, and that really got me, you know, when the devil can't get you, he'll go after those you love, like your wife and your kids. And, and, and that really affected me. So the doctor said, yeah, you guys have it. Um, you know, lockdown, uh, you're contagious, you know, um, <laughs> kind of good luck, right? Um, so we quarantined for two full months. We, we, so we were isolated from those outside. We had people come in and bring us food, but we were also isolated from one another in the house, right? And um, I'll tell you, uh, the isolation didn't work because I, I, I did uh, get, get the virus too. There were mild symptoms, but you know what? The virus wasn't the bad part. It was the isolation. That's what got me. And, and I think that's true for a lot of us, right? Like most of us didn't get the virus, but, but, but the, the isolation and what that did to our souls, was, was, it was just really unhealthy. It was really hard. But you know what? We, we, we kept moving on, right? Like, like I kept, you know, doing my spiritual disciplines. I was reading the Bible, which I love, and I was praying. But, but, but the, the, the impact 
of the isolation started uh, to win the battle in my soul. And, and uh, um, um, it was kind of like the, like the twin brothers of, of uh, anxiety and, and depression were increasing in my soul and, uh, and, and uh, joy and peace were, were decreasing. And, and it felt like I was in this prison of my circumstances. It, you know, it, 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 I had like this, this heavy spirit. And, and you know, I, uh, I felt like um, I was stuck in this, this hopelessness, this dark hopelessness. The writer F. Scott Fitzgerald says that, that, um, that in a real dark night of the soul, it's always 3 a.m. And, and that's kind of how, how I felt when I watched my, my, my kids um, uh, uh, suffer. And, um, you know, when it's always 3 a.m., that's when you need human beings, right, in your life. That's when you need people. And um, uh, you need them to be your friends. You need them to comfort you. But you also need them to do battle on your behalf. And by the grace of God, I happen to be in a small group. And so every Sunday from 4.30 to 6, we got together on Zoom. And, you know, it wasn't one thing, but it was just, it was just their maturity, just their being there, you know. And that was, that was a ballast for me during that time. And, uh, and, uh, and by the grace of God, um, I have a, a, a friend who's, a, who's one of the intercessors of our church. Her name's uh, Stacy Hassler, and she got her husband and, and some other friends who were already praying for us. She got on the phone and said, you know what, we need to go to Hoods now. So grab your masks and we're going to meet at the hoods now. And, and, she, and she said, you know, you guys go out in the, the front and put your masks on, you know. And so, and so you know, the, the, hood, the hood clan, we were kind of huddled on the front porch stoop with our masks on, you know, standing there. And in came these, 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 these warriors, these spiritual warriors. They got out of the car and they stood at different parts on, in, in, in the yard, right? And they were like angels that had come to do battle. And that's exactly what they did. And they, and they prayed. And, you know, we, we hadn't seen friends in two months, so that was part of it, right? But, but listen, between the small group and, and those intercessors that came to us, something broke over me. I mean, standing there on the front porch stoop. And, and suddenly, I didn't feel like I was in prison anymore. You know, literally standing right there on the stoop, I had this light spirit. You know, I, 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 I wasn't in hopelessness. I was in hope. I was feeling hope. And that changed everything. And I just want to say, just, you know, shameless plug for common interest groups. You know what? If you're not in a small group, you need to get in a small group. You need to go to the church website, check out the common interest groups. They're so fun. There's over 20 of them. I don't know, 23 of them. They're so fun. Join one. Because you need to do, you just need to do that. I'll just, I'll just say that from experience. But it was interesting during that time because, because God broke that over me, but he required me to walk out of that. It wasn't enough to just have an experience. He said, no, I want, I want you to walk out of that hopeless place to a place of hope. And he gave me three ways through which I was to do that. And I want to share that today. That's, 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 that's what I have to share. And, and they all start with R, the letter R. And so I just want to quickly go through 
those, those three R's, because I think they might be helpful, especially if you're in that place where it's, it's hard right now. You know, these are ways, these are things that you can do. Behaviors you can implement, habits you can begin. And, and, and man, I love it. It just, it works. It's the word of God. So, so let's look at these three things. Um, the first one is rejoice. Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Why rejoice? Because rejoicing accesses hope. Rejoicing makes hope sticky for our souls. Um, see, rejoicing really is, it's a declaration of hope. When you rejoice, you're making a declaration of hope. And what is the hope in? It's in the resurrection. It's not, it's not a declaration of hope and hope. That, that doesn't do anything. You know, hope, you know, hope and hoping upon a star or something. This is not Disneyland hope, right? You got hope when you're in Disneyland, you walk out into the parking lot and then, you know, it's gone. <laughs> you're done on the LA freeways. No, this is, this is a declaration of hope in the resurrection, in the power of the resurrection. And what you're declaring is that, that the power of the resurrection happening in your life is more powerful than whatever circumstances you are in right now. It's, it's, it's greater than anything you might be going through. And so, and so enter into the spiritual warfare. Rejoicing is spiritual warfare. Plain and simple. It's a confrontation of the dark powers. And so, and so I want to ask you, um, what would it look like for you in your current circumstances to just rejoice? What would that look like? You know, um, some of you are, are battling illness, serious illness. Um, what would that look like for you in that, in that illness to just rejoice. Some of you have lost jobs. You know, we've lost more than one in 10 jobs in the state of Colorado. Um, what would that look like to rejoice in your unemployment? To just, to just rejoice anyway. What would that look like? Or, and you know what? Some of us, it's just hard. We're just, you know, we're just isolated. We're not feeling real healthy. Our headspace is not great. What would it, what would it, be like for you to just sort of take the gut check and, and, and just, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to rejoice. I don't even, I don't even know why. Well, what, what, what would that be like? You know, I know it's, it's, it's so counterintuitive, right? It sounds kind of crazy, but you know who a great example in scripture is who did that? It was the apostle Paul, you know, check it out. He is in a first century prison cell in Rome, like not good. And he's got a death sentence over his head. And the guy in charge is crazy Nero. He's the emperor, you know? I mean, it's, it's lights out for him. And yet he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, rejoice. So I just wanna say rejoice. That's the first R. That's the first thing. That's the first way to walk out of that hopeless place into a place of hope. Rejoice. 
The second, the second R, the second thing you can do to walk out of there is, is renew. Isaiah says this, it's, it's so great. He says, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Why renew? Because renewing yourself is the way that you access hope. Getting renewed is how hope sticks to you. Um, you know, <laughs> COVID world is just exhausting, right? I mean, how exhausting can it get? Zoom calls, right? They're not, they're not good for you. They're exhausting. It's not the same, right? We're, we're grateful for them, but it's exhausting. You know what else is exhausting? Going shopping for groceries with the mask and the social distancing. And it's just weird. It's exhausting. Or, or just being all in the same house. You know, no one goes to work. We just, kids don't go to school. It's just, it's just nothing. We're all together doing what? It's exhausting. And, uh, um, and you know what? We, we need to get renewed. We can't even move forward without getting renewed. And you know what? You know what another word for that is? It's taking care of your soul. It's it's soul care. And that's the second thing that we we've got to be doing. We need to be taking care of our souls. You know why? Because Jesus took care of his soul. What what did he do? He would withdraw from the crowds, right? He'd have this kind of this kind of micro retreat, you know, where he just, he just walk away he, and he'd be, he'd get by himself and he'd get with the presence of his father and he would renew. The Bible says to take a Sabbath. That's, that's a day when you just lay everything down and you just rest and renew. And so I want to ask you, what, what would it be like for you in, in the confines of your workday, you know, at work, in the field, in your office, wherever it is that you work, to take a micro retreat, you know, to take a mini, a mini Sabbath, you know, like, like pick up your phone and listen to a worship song for two minutes or, or uh, uh, get, a, get an app on your phone or just, this is what I do all the time when no one's looking, I just lay hands on myself, <laughs> you know, because the renewing of the Holy Spirit is what we need. And I guarantee you, because I did this when I was working out of the world, your effectiveness is going to go up in your job if you're getting renewed. You know why people like being around you and, and God's helping you there. Get, get renewed. Um, uh, those who wait, uh, uh, hope in the Lord will renew their strength and that's what we need. That's the, the second R. That's the second way to walk out of that hopeless place and, in, and into hope. The, the, the third Thing that you can do, it starts with R, is to repent. Jesus inaugurated his ministry by saying this, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Why repent? Because repenting is how we access hope. Repenting, turning from our hopelessness and walking into hope is how we access hope. You know, um, sometimes, uh, and I'm talking about Christians, sometimes we're living like those who have no hope. You know, <laughs> we, we have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit living in our heart. 
and we're living like those who have no hope. Um, that's exactly what was happening with the Christians in Thessalonica. So Paul, he had, he says, he says, why are you grieving like those who have no hope? You know, it made no sense to him. Some people had died. They're, he didn't say don't grieve. But he says don't grieve like those who have no hope. You know, he's saying, he's saying don't live like you have no hope. Don't negotiate your challenges in your life like those who have no hope. You're children of the king. You have the power of the resurrection in you. You know, it's not who you are. Why are you living like, like, like people you are? That's not even who you are. <clears throat> and you know what? I think in times of pressure, and this COVID world is pressure. In times of pressure, we have a tendency to, to, to not be who we are. We have a tendency to regress. We have a tendency to go back to old patterns. And we have a tendency to, to self-medicate on, on um, you know, past due date medicine or something, you know. And, and, and you know what? Um, we need to not do that. <laughs> you know what? We need, to, we need to turn, turn from that and, and, and walk into hope. So, so I, I want to just gently ask you, what is it that you need to turn from? during this time. You know, maybe you're, you're isolating. And you know, isolating is the last thing that you should be doing right now. So, so repenting for you might be picking up the phone and calling someone and just, and just saying, hey, uh, will you pray for me? Maybe in, in this pressure, one of the ways that you're self-medicating is you're just drinking too much. And, and, and you know what? You need to not do that because it's not who you are. That's not who you are. You know, maybe, maybe some of you under the pressure, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at illicit, illicit uh, images on your phone. You know what? That's not who you are. You need to turn from that. Whatever it is, fill in the blank. What is it that you need to turn from now and, 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 and you, you know, walk into, into hope? Because what's true about you is that the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and, and believe the good news. So, so those, are, those are three R's, three things you can do to, uh, to walk out of that hopelessness. What are they there? Rejoice. Second, renew. Third, repent. That's how I've made it. And, and so that might, that might be uh, helpful for you in this, in this time. Um, I want to I read um, a kind of like a benediction over us. It's from Romans 15, 13. In, in the early church, they didn't have sermons. They'd never heard of them. They just would read scripture over them, and that gave them the power to walk through their great persecutions and the greatest explosion of the church ever. And so I just want to read this over you. And you know what you might want to do? I know you got kids running all over the place and all that, but, but you might want to just lift your hands up, turn your palms up in a posture of receiving and just receive the power of the word of God as they read it over you. It says, 
May the God of hope, that's God's name, the God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, so, man, I'm, I'm preaching to myself because I think, you know, I think this is for all of us. I think this side of heaven, we're all walking out of that place of hopelessness and, and walking in, into hope. And, and so I need to respond. And so, and so um, how we're going to respond and how we've responded um, each time in this in, in this video church, it's so appropriate. It's by celebrating communion together. And this is why it's so appropriate. You know, we're, we're all isolated. We're not even gathering for church, right? But you know what communion's about? Communion is about the, the worldwide church because it's it, that along with baptism was, was a ritual that we've always done. And it's always brought the church together around the world and also all the way back in time. It's the whole church coming together. And so what we want to do is uh, we, want to, we want to celebrate communion together. So if you can get the elements, um, uh, and I'm going to read, um, read the, the, the scriptures. So you have your elements. Uh, this is from 1 Corinthians 11. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. So let's take the bread. And, uh, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take the bread together. In the same way, he also took the cup. After supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So let's take the cup together. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Maranatha. So let's continue our worship um, in song. And um, I just want to say, if you need prayer, please please um, push the, the, the prayer button on your screen. If you would like to worship by giving, you can uh, check the, uh, the giving button, the give button on your screen. And so, um, so let's, let's continue our worship together.
Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would just be near to us in these moments, God, that we would put aside distractions that may be around us, either the ones physically around us or just the, just the noise that can fill our minds and fill our hearts. And as Bristow said, may this next song renew, renew our soul. And God, may we rejoice in thanksgiving and in praise as we finish out this morning together. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living Lord. Your presence, Lord. I'll taste it and see of the sweetest alarms when my heart becomes sweet. Shame is under your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come from this place and fill the eye. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. There's nothing worth more. Nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and Sweetest of love, when my heart becomes weak and my shame is undone, your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are
God, you we've taken the 
and KP. That was awesome. Um, awesome worship. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to church this morning. Don't forget the common interest groups. They're a super fun bunch of groups. Um, check them out this week. Um, blessings on your heads this week. We'll see you next week.